Welcome to Outside the 9 to 5. I don't know what that just was, but this is Kevin Hartnett. And I'm Colton Richards. And you're listening to the Outside the 9 to 5 podcast. A show where we discuss the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis with our careers, relationships, and fitness and nutrition. We'd like to keep it light as we discuss some of the life battles we, and I'm sure some of you, deal with on a daily basis. So sit down, strap in, and enjoy the ride. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Sunday bro. evening. <laughs> yeah, dude. House is uh, completely reorganized. Or Perfect. not reorganized. Decluttered, maybe, is a better word. I would say cleaned and decluttered. Decluttered, yeah. Yeah. With ham on it. Turn it upside down. Inside out? Got got going. Everything's in the basement now, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's funny. Like it's, you, you declutter one area, and another area just immediately gets cluttered up what did you what were you trying to put in the oh it was a box <laughs> so we're, we're cleaning out the podcast room uh as context and there's just a box of random stuff and you know as a part of cleaning personally speaking i will like throw shit out i'll throw a lot of stuff out that i don't use and i hand this box of just a lot of stuff to kevin and he doesn't even look at it. he goes oh that goes <laughs> in the basement i go Okay, that's how this is going to go. <laughs> Listen, everybody has that one place in their house that they throw stuff that they don't know where they, where else to put it. Yeah. It, for some people, it's a closet. For other people's, it's, people, it's a whole basement. <laughs> and and for some, it's it's the infamous junk drawer. There's you know, a, everybody's, everybody's got I feel like everyone drawer. has a junk closet, kind of. Yeah, I could get behind I don't, that. I don't know about that. But the junk drawer, yeah. I, I feel like that's a staple in kitchens that's across America. That's a good point. That could be one of the most American things out there. A junk, a junk drawer. Yeah, I, dude. What do you put in a junk drawer? Uh, everything. Just that's great about America. <laughs> spare batteries. What is in our junk drawer? What's in our junk drawer? Spare batteries. Okay, spare batteries for uh, sure. Tape. Tape. Yeah. Miscellaneous mail. Mm. I'm so bad at opening mail, dude. Yeah, we we got to get better with that. I'm so bad at it. Yeah, if you got like, <laughs> if you got like a. Some kind of warrant or some kind of thing. You need to time sensitive. I don't know why I immediately go to warrant. You know, well, if you had a, a warrant out for your arrest, <laughs> now like a ticket or something. Yeah, a ticket could be right up your alley. You know, you get sniped on the traffic cam. You ever get Maybe. sniped on the traffic cam and get that in the mail? I haven't. Nothing worse. Nothing worse. You're like, oh, I got, I evaded that. And a month later, it's just you got like, it? yeah, it's just a picture of you with your pants down in the middle of an intersection. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's nothing worse. You're like, oh, oh, they ouch. got me. They ouch. got me. No, I've never gotten yeah. that. Fortunately, I mean, honestly, the only way I'm gonna get informed on anything that people send me via mail, like my bank, is if they send me an email. I've, I I open mail like once every couple months, which is probably a bad thing to say, but hopefully I'm getting updated via email. Well, I'm sure most of your shits through. Uh, the uh, the interweb I on, think. on the line as they might say I think yeah. I don't know you get most of your news from TikTok yeah so why do you need online. to open up your mail if they're not DMing me on Instagram no. oh my <laughs> gosh no way I'm gonna look yeah, at it yeah okay um, it seems like your mail's been pretty light lately yeah very very <laughs> yeah yeah but mail mail's a struggle it's just one of the many struggles that we've encountered here in 2020 right yeah dude so, so, do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's. This the master of transitions just transition it uh, right. Just in, tell it how it is. Just right into what we're going to be talking about today is uh, 2020. We're recapping the year. Just thinking about the things we learned, the challenges we've gone through. Mm. 
pretty much going through everything uh, that involves 2020 from the beginning to the end. And I was saying when we when we talked about this topic, it feels like I've lived four separate lives during this year. Yeah. Like it was like the beginning of the year was a little bit normal. And then all of a sudden we were on lockdown and everything was like – it was awesome for like two weeks. We are like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Let's do it. And then we were all like a little like, uh, blah, this stinks. And pent up, yeah. Yeah. And then we were pent up and we were doing – garage gym workouts hardcore and then things started going back to normal and then now we're here that kind of i agree man a summer feels like a year and a half ago summer felt pretty normal though for me i would say well alice was talking about this past summer and the things we did and i was like wait was that this summer before or was that this past summer it because like i was forever, like though. oh it was normal like a little bit what like yeah. it felt like almost normal a little while ago i know i don't know now we're it seems like we're back to pretty yeah. locked down locked down <laughs> they ain't taking me back <laughs> i served my nickel <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I i totally agree with that it just feels like we're back with square one so what did you learn kevin hartnett what did you learn through 2020 what are your thoughts kind of heading into the new year i think we just do it both i think we talk about 2020 and then i think we talk about you know what we're what we're planning for yeah yeah i mean we can go into that i don't know if we're gonna get through what's happened over 2020 though there's a lot to unpack here i think we'll one of the see biggest how it goes. yeah we'll, we'll see how, how we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes we'll go with the flow i think the one thing i learned from 2020 or a big piece of it is you gotta you really have to know yourself and going into this year if you asked me if i knew myself i probably would have answered yeah yeah but to that, I le- I feel like I learned a lot about myself this year being locked down and thrown into a situation that I wasn't expecting mm. and having to be cooped up in a house the majority of the time and understanding you know, the natural breaks you get in the day mm. and going to work and the change of scenery and the change of space and just interacting with different people and – just having this this small interactions on a daily basis that you kind of take for granted that actually I feel like refuel me a little bit or recharge mm-hmm. my battery because I'm I feel like I I've learned that I'm actually a, a pretty social person mm. in the sense that I like to get out there and I like to have random conversations with people whether it be in the office or whether it's just in passing to you know, just get to know people better and, and those small conversations while they might seem like very surface level, I feel like they helped me in the past like recharge a little bit mm. and just Yeah, I don't know. The just the human interaction that just that little that little spark there. Yeah. Uh has been or had been, I think, a, a monumental part that I didn't get while we were in that period of lockdown. So what did you do to kind of change or like how did you adapt to that? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a hard thing to adapt to going out in just the small interactions like getting coffee. Yeah, like just those small things have meant so much more than they did in the past. And yeah. I, and I guess that comes back to like the 
taking things for granted. I think everybody took the smallest things for granted in life. Yeah, I would agree with that. And you. everything got turned on its head in 2020, and all those small things got taken away. Like, the yeah. things that you wouldn't think twice about, like just interacting with people on a daily basis or giving people hugs or high fives or handshakes. Like, Oh, that's so weird, dude. It, the elbow right? or the, the fist oh, bump. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's so oh, odd. Oh, man. And it's, it's so ingrained in me now that sometimes I'll be watching a movie and I'll be thinking – Wait, why are they so close? Why are they like not wearing masks? You mentioned <laughs> like, that, yo. To me, dude, and I realized that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, what is going on? I agree it's with it's you. crazy. It's it's crazy to think back to like before this year, like how much this year has changed, how we look at th- certain things. Yeah, so, I agree with you. Yeah, and, and going back to knowing yourself, a, a big piece of Another big piece of that is just knowing when I need space. Like I'm a, I'm a person who needs those those natural breaks in the day I get from like different pieces of my life. Yeah. Like to just sit there and be with myself. Like I need that time. Mm. So I, I don't know if necessarily everyone's like that where you just need the, you know, 30, 45 minutes a day by yourself to think and just decompress. Yeah. But I definitely am one of those people that need that and adding that to my life like through an app like uh, Headspace or something mm. along those lines um, has helped me recently, definitely. And so let me unpack this. Huh. Do you think personal space is something that people might be uncomfortable with or realize that they had to get comfortable with maybe if they were isolated during a lockdown like being by yourself being comfortable being by yourself yeah yeah i think that's well that's it that's what people had to i feel like people started to realize that they do enjoy it. i would say people would realize that they do enjoy that piece of the equation because most people were locked down not by themselves but with other people Great like point. their families yeah. or you know significant others or um friends any roommates whatever whatever situation you're in and and realizing that not having any personal space or any break from those people not that not that those people are bad but sometimes you need that like little 30 to 45 minutes by yourself to recharge and and refuel just to let your mind settle down. That's that interesting. No, I'm totally on that. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's very similar in the aspect, maybe not a learning experience because I think I already realized this before lockdown, but it's very interesting to me how valuable the weekends are in terms of like my personal space and like getting to allocate my own schedule because during the week when you're on calls and you're talking to people literally 10 hours a day, like it's so vital to me to recharge by being by myself on the weekends and being by myself. I would still construe as like, you know, going for a run with you or like going to the CrossFit gym. That is still my personal time. But again, it's just like away from having to like be so on during the work week. Like the weekend is just something that I've realized is like a, a means for me to recharge. Like I, that's why I can't go out in social environments so frequently on the weekends because again, it's like draining my mental energy in that framework. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. Did you ever go through the period like within all this where weekends just started to kind of fizzle away? Because I feel like I experienced that at one point. What do you mean fizzle away? Like I – at one point I was getting up. I got up on a Saturday and I remember I opened my work laptop and I was like, yo, what is going on? Like I thought it was just a continuum. Like 
I just made it a continuous work week. Yeah. Not like not consciously either. I wasn't like, mm. oh, I'm gonna get up and bang out this extra work, but the weekends almost seem like they disappeared at one point. That's interesting because every day feels so the same. Like yeah. in terms of what you're doing. I don't know, man. It's re- really interesting for me and like I, I think this is a total like different conversation versus twenty twenty, but I have just always tried to see every day as the same for myself. Like, obviously, I have more flexibility from, like, a schedule standpoint on the weekends. But if I wake up – or not wake up, but, like, all right, I got work to do, right? I got a lot of stuff I got to take care of before next year. I'll do it. Like, it doesn't matter if it's Saturday right. or Sunday to me. So, in that scheme of – like, I've always been the of the opinion of doing work Saturday, Sunday. It's like it might not be to the volume I do during the weeks. But, honestly, living in that consistent kind of – time frame has just helped me become more efficient on a daily basis i've never really seen the weekends as like oh i just you know have extra time to lay around i'll do that on the weekends because my schedule is more flexible but that's not like something i go into the weekends planning to prioritize right a day of just rest right right, right, right. if i need it i take it because i have the extra time but i've never really thought of weekends like that since i went into the corporate world yeah I think that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that's just me, dude. I'm not saying that's right. If some people need the weekend to recharge with their friends, some people do that. That's just not my recipe for success, personally speaking. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I wouldn't say I'm adverse to that at all. I think we're, we think in the same stride in that sense Yeah. with working on the weekends. It's not really – I don't really even see it as a, like you, know, you having to work. No, like it's, I mean – It's just like you're getting shit done that you need to get done. So I can be better during my work week. Yeah, exactly. But – it was so weird when I, I – that decision – usually it's a conscious decision, right? You work it in. Like you figure it out. Like I logged in and I was ready to fucking go. Oh. Like geared up to just like <laughs> nah. hit the work day. Like it was a regular day in the week, which was just odd. But yeah, that's – I mean that's good that you realize that weekends are a good time for you to uh, do a little R&R instead of – Trying to and everyone's R and R is different. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to me, R and R doesn't mean going out with friends because again, I have to be emotionally on, and I'm emotionally on in terms of having conversations with people ten hours a day during my work day. That is very, very hard for me to be like that on in a social interaction standpoint. If I'm like going out with people, yeah, you're like turned up all week. Yeah, and you're almost you your social interaction is like fried by the end of the hundred percent. Yeah, it, when you're when you're talking to that many different people and trying to have them. That was a learning experience, though, I had before 2020. Like, it was just something that I realized getting out of college. I was, dude, I was exhausted if I went out Friday, regardless of, like, what time I slept, what time I came in. It was just, dude, it was just, like, an emotional, like, it was just a, a psychological thing for me. Okay. I would just be exhausted. But that's not a learning 2020 thing. It's just something I've learned about myself as I started to be in this corporate world, man, and my job. The one thing I have to say about 2020, man, and I know we've talked about it on other episodes, but like it's crazy. It is crazy to see how much can change in like a quarter of a year. I I don't know. I don't know how else to say it because if I was to look at myself at the beginning of 2020, I was candidly not pleased with a lot of the things I was doing. And it's like, all right, fast forward nine months and it's I'm in the happiest stage of my life. And I guess that would be my only, like, not my only, but one of my biggest, like, overarching takeaways. It's not super tangible, I guess, in any stretch of the imagination, but it's just, like, three months, you can change a lot, dude. In three months, 90 days, a shit ton can change. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree agree with that. 
that's so interesting when you look at it that way. You know, for you, this year was a lot of, like the opposite of what a lot of people's years were like. What do you mean? Meaning this year you it seemed like you had a little bit of a rough start. Oh yeah, we sputtered off the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like a little bit of a. You ever played Mario Kart? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, you, you uh, start a little too early. You, you dust Some up. Some people are taking off. Yeah, and you're so, just fizzling you're, out. Yeah, you're fizzling out. That's exactly. You're like what swirling up. That's exactly what I was doing. Yeah, but you you were out of the gate slow. Uh, you know. Wait, pace other, yourself. What other analogy? Like when the horse gets stuck in the stall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sea biscuit gets stuck in the stall. Yeah. So, yeah, but, like, right as this pandemic happened and everything started kind of sputtering out of control for everybody else, you seem to be kicking it into gear. Right now? No, like, just in in looking at your year and and just how it went, it seemed like you started to turn things around. Yeah. Right when that that, all that started happening or (sighs) maybe a little bit after that. Yeah. But that's, that's super cool to see. That you were able to, even in these times, you were able to still push through and succeed where a lot of people weren't. So, what do you what do you think attribute? What do you think attributed to that? Uh, I think it's a lot of the things you and I talk about and like really share as character traits about ourselves. Is like, I don't think I get too wrapped up in the outside world, like affecting my day to day. Cause if you look at a large scale of the things I work on, right. My job has been impacted pretty much zero. Like if you look at it like that, I'm still doing the same day to day activity. I'm not going to work or like, I'm not going to my home office to do it, but I'm doing it, you know, remote. So a huge fact facet of my life there is the same, you know, my workout schedule and routine are for the most part the same, like a lot of my life hasn't really changed. So I've always just focused on controlling, you know, the things I do on a daily basis. And that's, I had the fortune, I was fortunate in this circumstance that a lot of my, you know, my family wasn't sick. Right. Like, so a lot of the things that are most important to me weren't really affected. So I think I was just able and fortunate enough in this circumstance that I was able to work on the things that were most important to me with not a lot of external circumstances affecting me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And I feel like a big part of that is you, you don't really – or what I've observed about you is you don't complain a lot. I try not to. And, no, I've seen hear, heard you complain once or twice here, I'm here, sure there. I and do. it happens. Like, I do too. Uh, probably a little bit more than you. But that's a big piece of the equation. You don't, you don't look at all these external cir- circumstances and start complaining about all the things you can't control. Yeah. And like once you do that, it's a slippery slope, right? Yeah. Because you're never going to be able to like contr- – you're never going to be able to control all those things. So it's just going to keep getting you worked up more and more worked up and take all the energy that you have away from the things that you actually could be doing to improve your situation. And here's an analogy. Have you ever heard the poker analogy? No. It's like, yeah, it's very easy to be a good poker player when you're – when you're dealt pocket aces, right? Yeah. But like the best poker players are able to play with the seven two offsuit, the worst hand in poker, you know? So it's like play play with the cards you're dealt. That's kinda how I think about it. Seven two offsuit. Yeah. No, you have no opportunity yeah. for a flush. Yeah. Okay. Or you have no opportunity for a straight. Oh, you can still get straight, so ruin that analogy right there. <laughs> no, I don't know a lot of poker, but that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. That's yeah, it's a good point. I mean 
you say nothing really changed for you, but I mean, a lot of things cha- did change for you. Like if you what? look at, I mean, we've we went from this place where we could do whatever we wanted to yeah. a place where you were locked down and weren't technically didn't have access to a full gym and all this shit. Yeah, but the key thing there is the adaptation. I think that's that's mm, a that's big a piece of what I learned during twenty twenty is the ability to adapt is so much. It, it's such an undervalued piece of the equation. That's when great. You look at a lot of things. Like the best companies out there adapted immediately. Uh, the best companies out there, when the internet came around, like back in the day, mm-hmm. they adapted immediately. Yeah. You start selling things online. So adaptability from a company standpoint is, is I feel like, a little bit more of a. I would agree with you. A featured thing, but from an individual standpoint, I don't necessarily know if people value that as a trait. Like the ability to adapt and overcome in these times mm. is unparalleled. Hey, we, you're great we point. Went, we went down to a point where, you know, we couldn't leave the house. Like we couldn't even go to the grocery store really. Yeah. And at the same time, like we were all getting in our workouts. We were all – we refitted the garage yeah uh here and i know you were doing workouts on your patio and yeah uh, (laughs) at the mom's house Uh, yeah just getting it getting it done and doing our best that you could do in those in that in that scenario and dude i think you can practice that shit though in the micro like i think about your ability to say wake up 30 minutes late and still get all the shit you want done and not feel like oh you know my alarm didn't go off so now i'm fucked right so I think people can practice that ability to be like fluid and adapt, right? I think they can practice that their ability to do that in the micro. And I feel like maybe this is personally speaking, but I feel like just my job has so much need for that skill that when something large scale like this came at me, I feel like I've practiced that so much in the micro that when this macro event came, like adapting was just something I was ready to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's it's a practice that you built you built through the small things that you did on a daily basis that extrapolated to hundred percent a bigger thing. Yeah. you know when you needed to use it. So yeah, I, I would say that's a great piece of advice for people out there to, to focus on that on the on the micro, just the small things. Um, I don't know how many people like when we were having our conversation with Dave that think in the terms of like, Oh, I've hit all the red lights to work. You know, the world is conspiring against me. Yeah. That thought process is so flawed. Like it doesn't bring it you any value. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't bring you any value either. It's like, okay, you hit all the red lights on your way to work. All right, whatever happens. Yeah. Cool. You're behind somebody super slow when you're on a 50, 50 <laughs> mile per hour road and yeah. they're going 30. Like, yeah. all right, it's fine. Not a big deal. Like shit just comes up. Dude, yeah. So And I think your ability to adapt and maybe just not I don't want to say react emotionally, but just not have it like emotionally don't have it emotionally affect you, you know? Like you 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 woke up thirty minutes late. Alright, like you'll figure it out. Like that's how I think about a lot of the things when like something affects my life or, you know, my schedule changes. What was that thing we Right. Remember you locked your keys in your car. We had some crazy ass shit happen on one Monday morning. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this sucks a little bit. Like, I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm just going to get it done. You know, like, that's just kind of how yeah, I, I felt so bad about that. That's so true. The, one of these mornings 
we Alex and I went to uh, Wawa before the gym, and we park outside. And Alex has one of those automatic uh, keys with a push to start, super classy. <laughs> and so we go leave the keys in the car, and we go into Wawa. And if you leave the keys in the car, the car doesn't lock. Yeah. But when we came out of Wawa, we couldn't get in the car. The car had locked. <laughs> so I guess the battery had died on the keys. Thanks, so thanks for the, thanks for the warning, uh, Chevy. Pre- really appreciate that. They're our sponsor. Shout yeah, out Chevy. Shout out to Chevy. Someone's for the after the episode. Of horrible <laughs> battery low low battery warnings. Really appreciate it. So we walked to the gym, which wasn't that far, but it was pretty cold. So uh, we walked to the gym. Alex did the workout in socks, which yep. was uh, super interesting. <laughs> And then after the workout, uh, Colton was nice enough to drive us around uh, everywhere to get Alex's spare keys, get a battery for the spare keys, and then get back into the car. So, and I was just big, saying, big shout out to Colton there. Well, I'm not trying to gas myself up. I'm just saying that's a prime example on a Monday morning when people are like, fuck, I have all these things I need to do, I plan to do. Yeah, something came up, and I needed to be there for you guys. And I was just like, we'll adapt and we'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. That's just the, how I operate. Yeah, and the important piece about that is when most people get emotional and tensed up in those situations, like it's a it's a very most people don't see it as conscious, but if you work on it, you can get to a conscious place with this. Is it's a conscious decision to have an emotional reaction about that stuff. Okay. Go and ahead. You you start to you start to get that tense feeling and it's up to you to act on that. Right. So you can con- you're consciously making a decision to be emotional in those situations. Yeah. So consciously make the decision not to be. You're right. It just happens. No, Go you're right, but it does take practice. It's hard. It does take practice. Like and for some people it's harder. Because it, my the thought in my head was like, damn, this is such an inconvenience. I'm not even fucking with you. I had this conversation with my mom. I was like, Mom, why did I feel like this was an inconvenience if I know I needed to do this for my friends and like I want to do it for them? She's like, dude, that's just how normal human beings are. Like, you know, because I had all these things planned and it was an inconvenience, not going to lie, right? But No, like, it absolutely was. That's why I felt bad. Like I, I felt bad in this situation because you were so willing to do it and it was a huge inconvenience. Right. Massive. And But my mom was like, that's where you become like more mature and like – um, like have a higher emotional intelligence where you can just be like that's just my brain literally logically being like this is an inconvenience because it was right but like you're emotionally aware enough to realize like you have to do it for your friends and you want to do it for your friends and like that feeling would subside does that make sense yeah. i don't know if i got a little above the ears there but. no no no. I, that makes a hundred percent sense i mean there's a couple different ways you you tackle that situation one is where you're like physically upset because this is super inconvenient and you have to drive Alex and I around uh, the goddamn tri-state area to figure Half out how to get gas <laughs> to figure out you know where the uh, you know to figure out how to get in the car but the big the big thing there is yeah I mean if I it was turned around I would have done the same thing right but, uh, the point is there's really two ways you can react in that situation, right? You can be it's pissed off. Pissed off or you can just get it done. Suck it up and get it done. Yeah. And obviously we appreciate Oh, the, thanks, dude. The choice you guys to, have done so much shit for me, you don't not, even know. To not be uh, upset in that situation. Although you would have had every right to be. Um so that's actually brings me interesting to a point I, I, I had here. I kind of wrote, and again, I'm not really sure if I don't know what I was going for here, but this is what I thought about. 
I said reflect on the micro to prepare for the macro. I think that just goes to everything we're saying. Like, even like with this journal that I literally have here in front of me, I'm just like, I'm very consciously aware of things like small instances. Like, remember that one I kind of blew up at the gym about having to clean a plate? Like, it was stupid as hell. Do you remember that? I yeah. blew up at the coach. I was oh, like, yeah, God yeah, damn, yeah. why do I have to clean this plate? Like, this yeah, is stupid yeah. shit. After months of cleaning plates, calling right. me when I lost it. <laughs> and that's like a micro moment, bro, where I was like, that's not how I want to act. Like, that's stupid. Okay, let me reflect on that so, like, it doesn't become a large-scale issue down the line. So that was something I thought about. Like, just make sure you reflect on those micro moments where you don't feel like you're acting in the way you should or the best possible way for Colton Richards so that it doesn't come back in a larger scale issue down the line. Yeah, and also a big part of that is realizing that that's not the person or the way you should act in that situation. Right. So for a lot of people, they'll rationalize what you did, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I've, we've been doing this for months. You know, I'm fed up. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I, yeah, I just, I blew up on the coach. <laughs> whatever. And not apologize or say anything, right? Which isn't, I wouldn't say, the right way to go about it. No, I apologized right away. Yeah, exactly. I like you probably, as soon as it came out of your mouth, you were like, oh, God, what have I done? Yeah. There's so many times where that's happened. Like the one time where I ripped into you about sleep. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. But, yeah. dude, that, I think that just goes to show, like, you're trying to learn too, and so am I. Like, I'm not perfect in any shape of the word, but, like, I do think there's something unique about us thinking about those micro moments and trying to figure them out. I think for some reason, like, that's very important to, like, getting better. Again, I don't. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily articulating it well, but that was my thought. No, it, it, it couldn't be more true that – I mean when you think about life, like yeah. all of the small decisions you make on a daily basis make up the big decisions and right. everything else. Everything builds on itself. Yeah. Right? So your decision not to brush your teeth in the morning and mm. that continues to roll on, right? Right. Maybe you have rotten teeth in a couple of years. Who knows? I brush but... my teeth all the time. You use that as an example in a lot of podcasts, bro. And I brush my teeth. So I'm so uh, – You got great it... teeth. That's why I use it. I'm like, damn, Colton has great teeth over there. Just just absolute pearly whites. I've never had braces. Thank Any God. single ladies out there sliding to the DMs. Oh, they're wide, they're wide open. Plenty of space. That's <laughs> my goal. I got a goal right here for 2021. It says find a girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus, dude. No, but yeah, so reflect on the micro. Like I honestly care about the details, right? Because like for me in that situation at the gym where the plate was dirty and I was like, dude, I basically said fuck you to the coach. Not really, literally. You might as well have just said that. I might as well have said that. Um, But what I was saying was like that's a situation where in the grand scheme of my life, not really going to affect it, right? I could have just let it pass, but I was very conscious of like, it affected me 12 hours later, bro. And I called my mom about it. I was like, mom, talk me through this. What did I do? Because, dude, <laughs> dude, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have the answers to all my fucking thoughts. I, don't, I really don't. So yeah. I got to ask people. And when things are lingering like that, I want to make sure I get them handled and I figure them out so they don't affect my macro life. You know? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. To if you let those things hang out there, eh, they're going to like eat, eat you away. But I would say in those situations where that does happen, although this is the most counterintuitive thing yeah. of all time, when you have a situation where, like, for example, you blow up on someone yeah. and, like, in, uh, completely out, outside of your character, when you go and you do the right thing in that situation, usually 
you, the relationship is better with that person after, which oh, is the most great. Point. Which is the most. I it's it's so, it's so counterintuitive the way you think about it, but that you accepting responsibility for the shitty way you just acted is even more powerful than a positive action. Bro, right? a thousand percent. That's a great point. Yeah. That, I didn't even think we were going to go there, but yes, my relationship is better with that coach that I did blow up on. A So bizarre. Bizarre, right? but that has happened to me numerous times in the workforce. Yeah. Numerous times. It's like I laughed at an inappropriate time. I texted my manager, you know, like that's outside my character. You know, I'm sorry I did that. And he's like, no worries, dude. I like that you're holding yourself accountable. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Great point. Great point. Love it. I have one. I have one interesting thing here. It's going to sound crazy. Okay. I think you'll like it though. So I put laughing more. And you might look at me as someone who laughs a lot, but I the, I want to get nuanced here. Laugh more and take a comedic approach to shitty situations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. A lot of more people need to do that. So I, I read what, – what was that book by Crenshaw I, I mentioned? We, ta- we did a whole Fortitude. We did a whole podcast on it. And I've started to realize this because now I'm reading um, – god damn it. What's this book? In Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Men's Search for Meaning. Yeah, that book. Every, it's all over the place. But these people like in these extremely tough situations, I feel like they practice this comedic relief that does allow them the space to kind of disconnect from whatever shitty circumstance is going on, bro. And I feel like I could get so much better at that. I feel like I could start to laugh at like pain I'm in more or like a shitty circumstance at work. I feel like my ability to do that would allow me to not be so stressed about those times might be a way to put it. Yeah, to lighten the lighten the mm-hmm. mood on the situation. I think everybody – it seems like everybody in this world could be a little bit better at that. Maybe. And I, I think that's why – I mean you start to see – you're starting to see like – stand-up comedy having like a massive run run yeah like everybody wants to uh, going to see people or watching it on netflix it's one of the most popular things to do nowadays and yeah i think that's because you see people speaking honestly about problems that everybody has on a daily basis that they don't necessarily they're not really comfortable talking about you're right? right so it's it's such a big, it's such a big thing, and I, I can do this better myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many times. I feel like I'm not too bad at this because I tend I to have situations where I like smash something or do something like. Yeah. I just am a klutz. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. Like, I just smash, fall, trip, like, uh, well, f- just f things up. So, I mean, it's <laughs> for example. I think it was like a f- couple months into working at my new firm. Yeah. Um, I, our, uh, one of our admins brought in these uh, little La Cologne coffees. Yeah. And they're like little cappuccinos, almost. They're like frothy in there. Frothy. So yeah. it's like mil- it's like coffee and like froth milk. Uh huh. And they're in these little like cans, like soda cans. And she brought me in one and put it in the fridge so i yeah. went to the fridge grabbed it and it must have been like shooken up a little bit from <laughs> it getting in there and so right next to the fridge in the kitchen is my is my boss's office mm-hmm. so i like crack open this thing 
and I start sipping it, and I'm like kind of like leaning on the door jam of his office door, like thinking I'm like all cool and shit. And like <laughs> meanwhile, I'm sipping this sipping this coffee, and it's dripping all over me. And I didn't even realize it either. I I had no idea, and like it's dripping all over me, and it's like hitting the floor too. It's it was it was a mess. And my boss lost it. He just died laughing at me. And it was – it's something he still brings up to this day. But it's like one of those funny moments where it was like, yeah, I was embarrassed in that situation. But it was also like it's hilarious. Like yeah. I was – I thought like nothing was going on and I was pouring coffee all over myself too. Like I like that classic, example. Classic like situation example. where like you look like a, a – uh, idiot yeah but it's hilarious too like just because you're the one who's uh, obviously getting laughed at but yeah it doesn't mean you can't laugh at yourself you're good at that though you've right. talked about that even in, like in childhood when people are like making fun of you for eating healthy like you just laugh along i think yeah. that's a very good attribute honestly. yeah i mean it's 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 f- that you're gonna do some like embarrassing stuff that's gonna be funny yeah like it's just because if it's funny for other people you should probably be having fun with it too Great point. Great point. And the other thing I want to say about the just like comedic aspect to this is for me not to get mad at myself for thinking that I'm wrong for thinking that way. I'm trying to think of an example, but like say an advisor calls me pissed off at work and I try and think like logically like, oh, this guy has probably had so much shit going on. Uh, Sure. But like my intuitive or like the, the natural side of my brain wants to be like, fuck this guy. Instead of doing either of those reactions, I'm just going to like laugh at it. Be like, ah, dude, this guy's probably having a bad day. Like laugh at it a little bit, you know? So not telling myself I'm wrong for thinking that way. Because I think there's a lot of just – I think I'm hard on myself in that aspect. So essentially what I'm trying to say, Kev, is 2021, I'm becoming a comedian. Yeah, love to see it. Love to see it. What what spurred you to have that thought that you need to laugh more? Oh, boy. What? Dude, reading. I just realized like when people face these tough circumstances, whether it be Navy SEALs going out to the hardest, you know, missions in Afghanistan, no food, no water, like, or someone in a, a concentration camp, man, like going through the hardest life circumstances, they still find relief in, you know, that comedic or satirical aspect of laughing at some of the shit they go through. And I think I could just take a, a better approach to that. Not necessarily in like fitness per se. Um, that's not like an area I'd practice that in. But like maybe in work is something that I think about. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. Reading, that's where I got it from. That's where I learn a lot of the stuff. A lot, of, a lot of the best ideas come from uh, stolen ideas from books. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't have – I don't think any of these just come to me. I think a lot of it is just listening to other people that are better than me in different areas of life, dude. So that's all I got in terms of reflection for 2020. Is there anything you're thinking about over there that you feel you have come out the other side of 2020 with? Big silence. Yeah, I'm letting letting the silence soak in. Okay. All right. No, I think it's – a big, a big piece of, of 2020, and I think it taught everybody this, is these these times when it when things are hard, pending, you know, you have the – like everyone has the opportunity to take these situations and turn it into an opportunity. Yep. Like with people having to work from home, like you have so much time on your hands now to, 
maybe spend more time with your kids or pick up a hobby or do those things that you've wanted to do for so long that you just haven't had the time to do that you can work into your day. Yeah. We'll start that second business, uh, take an opportunity to capitalize on a, on a moment like this or make a change or do something along those lines. For a lot of people, it, it opened the door yeah. uh, to – you know, an opportunity for success. And I think that we saw that some people take that and some people just fail to, to take that and take the opposite approach in that, in that situation. And, and there's really, there's only one option you should have and it's to see it as an opportunity because if you don't see it as an opportunity, it's just going to, that's only going to hurt you. But that's your mindset, bro. But yeah, it's a, yeah, exactly. You know, you got to take, you got to be proud of yourself for taking that mindset because it's only an opportunity if you look at it as one, you know? So you just saying, hey, this was an opportunity for me to improve areas with, you know, maybe my girlfriend or like this is an opportunity for me to work on this podcast or this is an opportunity for me to train for this Ironman, things you've done, like that's your mindset. Some people are saying, oh, fuck, fuck 2020, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say most people are. I mean, looking back on it, would I have liked it to be easier? Yeah, but that's life, right? Like, I don't know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as fun if it wasn't as hard. Agreed. Right? So to that point, it's not like I saw this and was like, oh, yeah, this is an opportunity. Let's go. Like, Obviously, you have to have that conversation with yourself where it's like usually it starts by being like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. And then it's, well, okay, well, this sucks. That's not really going to get me anywhere. So like, let's see what we can do with this. So. I mean, with with all that, like we made the garage into a gym. We like redid the kitchen. We like did all these things that we could like wouldn't have been able to have the time or energy to do. Got a dog. Yeah, we got the dog. Best worst decision of twenty twenty. Yeah. Got Reese. He tore up a pillow while made we were podcast. doing this podcast. So just I look over. There's just fluff all over the place. Just absolutely took the intestines out of that pillow. Yeah, safe them. to say, not not our best moment. Yeah, not not the best moment, but it's a. Uh, it was an interesting year, and it's it's a shame that a lot of people didn't take uh, take the opportunity when it when it uh, fell upon them. Yeah, man. and in not to be naive to some people's situations of getting sick and having to deal with all of that that shit that entails. Like I, I can't tell you, tell you to take that as an opportunity, but I mean, if you get sick and you come back from it better and maybe you were in a situation where it would have like if your health was better it would have been easier to handle like use that as an eye-opening opportunity to maybe improve your health in 2021 and moving forward mm-hmm. i mean if you're yeah yeah i mean i'll, I'll leave it there i don't have, i don't think i have another nah, I like succinct that. thought to add to the end of that so i'm just gonna shut up <laughs> stop i like it yeah dude i mean i'm not really sure if i if i have anything else on this i mean for me it's just like expect the unexpected man you like goggins put out a post the other day it's like you train for life dude and you never i i mean i don't know how else to put it it's like dude you never know what's going to be coming down the the pike you, you never know yeah and i would say maybe this is just me tooting the what we do but i think considering like that we try to do something difficult every day like yeah. Typically, we're doing something that we're, you know, after after the activity, physical physical activity, we're 
in a place of pain for a good five, ten minutes. I feel like that gave people who do that more capacity in these types of situations. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because they are able to over endure pain in the micro and so when it comes in the macro, they're hopefully better equipped to handle it. Like yeah. I, I think it's very it's a very simplistic thought. I mean, obviously harder to execute, but I mean, simple not easy is what we always what do we is that the saying? Yeah, simple but not easy. Yeah. I mean that's story of life. Again, <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean I feel like we should name this podcast that. <laughs> No, outside the 9 to 5. Outside the 9 to 5. We haven't said that in forever. Yeah, I know. So you want to rip into 2021 and goals? Or I you... mean, where are we at here? Where are we at? We're bumping up against a quarter, three quarters of an hour. Three quarters of an hour? I don't know. I think we should save the 2021 okay, goals. We can for... save it. I feel like that's a big conversation we got to have. Yeah. 2021 is going to be a big year. I, dude, I think every year is going to be a big year. Going to be a big year. All right. Bigger than the last. Okay, all right. We'll save it for the listeners. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, continue to like, subscribe, maybe share with a friend that is interested. Yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. So or, if you think someone might get value out of this, I, send it their way. Yeah, dude. And shout out to the sponsors. Jump on their, jump on their phone. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave for a review. Them. Yeah, yes. for them. Love for it. them. Taking action, taking personal responsibility. Um, the one shout I'm going to give because we're both wearing their hats, good guy, if you're interested in a sweet ass hat. Or clothing, dude. Yeah, they got some nice. They got some nice uh, fits. I've been gifting right? them to people, dude. That's what the kids say. Nice fit. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> really? I, I'm not hip though, so I don't. know. Oh well, yeah. That's yeah. Neither of us are. So, <sighs> all right. Yeah. Shout that's out. That's a wrap. Wearing the hat right now. Love it. <laughs>